cushioned his body, sheathed him tight. He floated, toes pointing downward, arms loose at his side. Black hair fell over his eyes. He pushed it aside, brushing metal. The gold filaments laced into his thin braids felt cooler than his skin. He flew above and ahead of the envoys, scanning the shadows. Nothing at first, just the stillness of deep night. A rare quiet for the heart of the city, without the crush of traffic and quick-paced bodies. Perfect and lovely. This was the city Michael loved best, full of peaceful solitude. It was the kind of city to get lost in, without eyes to judge or pry. For a moment, he thought he heard singing, far away, lilting, a man's voice rimmed with shadow. Michael thought, that does not sound human, and then he stopped listening to the music, because less than twenty yards away ahead of the envoys, something large moved. Wolf. Michael sank swiftly, noting from the corner of his eye Frederick's slowed movement, light flickering off the lead envoy's rings. Silk flared around Michael's legs as he alighted on the ground. He brought back his right hand, brushing the hilt of his sword, and looked deep into the gloom. Hello, he said quietly. He saw sleek fur, wiry legs, golden eyes and glittering teeth. A low growl rumbled like thunder in the night air. Michael did not respond. He waited, patient, aware of the envoys behind him, the heavy weight of their stares. He sensed their impatience, irritation. <laughs> Immortals, in a hurry. The irony was not lost on Michael, but it was troubling, a sign of nervousness that the mission, and Frederick as its head, could ill afford. The wolves would smell weakness. Bones crackled, the wolf's jaw shifted, receded, fur smoothed into naked skin. Muscles rippled in forelegs, expanding, elongating. Paws became sinewy, masculine hands. Michael did not avert his eyes. Vampire and werewolf locked gazes, brown to golden. Until, at the very last, when the animal had become man and there was nothing left but sweat and burning eyes, a hoarse note emerged from the wolf's throat and became, Hello. We are expected, Michael said. The werewolf's spine popped. He was tall, with pale, broad shoulders. A faint scar ran up his left cheek. Silver dusted his hair, although he had a relatively young face. The Grandam Alpha is waiting. I'm supposed to lead you underground. His distaste was evident, profound. Michael felt breath on the back of his neck. Frederick said, We are ready. Michael twisted sideways, stepping close to the alley wall. The werewolf frowned as Frederick passed between them, followed closely by the rest of the envoys. The vampires each floated at least six inches off the ground, giving them a secure advantage in height. Michael heard the werewolf mutter obscenities, his feet slapping hard against the pavement as he loped ahead. Michael watched the faces of every vampire who passed, noting their focused indifference with amused detachment. The only one who met his eyes was Celestine, and her dark gaze was sly, smug. Her thin red lips tugged upwards, and then she was gone, gliding past him down the alley. 
The record-keeper followed, and then the seven guards, their long, embroidered robes concealing more weapons than they revealed, most of which were modern, handguns, stun rods, small explosives. Quaint, not very elegant. Michael fell into a floating step behind the last guard. He sensed a tremor run through the vampire's body and smiled grimly. Psychopath, assassin, murderer, executioner. All of these were names the other vampires had given Michael. All of these were names for their fear. He almost touched his cheek, caught himself before he could show that sliver of weakness. The tattoo hurt. Centuries old and still it pained him. Ink laced with gold did not heal properly, even in vampire flesh, and it would never fade or be absorbed by his body. He was marked forever. Vendix. Punisher. Condemned to be alone. Michael drew back.